Welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinion. And it's the season finale, babe. Woohoo! This is this is a big episode. Oh, dig on it. No. Prum pause. It's season four. Episode twenty. <laughs> you already know what time it is. Oh yeah. Air horn time. If you're a long-time listener, you know that air horn was brought to you by Jamie and Giancarlo. Thank you very much. It's season four, (laughs) episode 20. 420, and babe, what episode number is this? It's an episode number. It's an episode number. 69. Wow. 420, 69, guys. What on earth? We did it. We made the math work. A couple... (laughs) A couple weeks ago, we were talking about how I was trying to align 420 with April 20th, and I did the math wrong, and I was off by several weeks. Or was I right for or several were weeks? You right. Boom. Um, speaking of several weeks, let's talk about what happened last week. Let's get right into it. <laughs> let's. Uh, Bellator was back on Friday night. Leah McCourt won via triangle choke in the second round. Good on you, girl. Also on the card, Brett Johns from Wales lost. Uh, your boy Austin Vanderfort beat um, Baby Edwards, Fabian <laughs> Edwards, in the decision. Although, is he the older one? I forget. Um, and the main event with Chris Cyborg against Leslie Smith actually went into the fifth round. Uh, people weren't, you know, I heard a lot of predictions for the fight and almost all of them were different from one another. Interesting. Uh, but I think few people thought that Leslie Smith would look pretty good against Cyborg for five rounds and then uh, eventually get knocked out at the end. So, yeah, yeah, it was Until definitely impressive. Uh, so Bellator was on Friday and UFC Fight Night was on Saturday. Uh, Felicia Spencer lost, but Justin Taffa lost too. And Jan Shonan <laughs> Lost. <laughs> she was knocked out in the second round by Carlos Sparza. Damn, didn't Carlos Sparza look good? Still killing wow. it. Wow. First straw weight champion ever in women's history. And then uh, Jack Hermanson with his curly locks, who look a lot like Thomas and Matthew, uh, oh, he did. won. Uh, he beat uh, your boy Shabazian, who, man, if you're a young and up up and comer in the UFC and you need a couple development fights, you're not going to get them. You're just going to fight the toughest people in the world, and your development is going to get. I don't know. Some of up. these young guys and/or their managers need to like slow the roll. It's like big wins could be amazing for their careers, but you're so young, you don't need the big win yet. I know. The thing is, it's and the you UFC don't need too. Freaking brain damage yet either. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's why your boy, uh, who's a light heavyweight uh, contender now, Jiri, he was great because he fought in Japan until he felt ready to come to the UFC. Right. He just kept carrying uh, wins over there. Uh, and then talk about like development and stuff like that. Man, Rob Font won a decision against Cody Garbrandt. Ooh. Rob Font looked great. The story of the fight was just how his jab was amazing, which I want to rewatch the whole fight again. I think it, it went full five yeah, rounds, right? Yes. Um, so I guess I'm going to watch 25 minutes of a dude jabbing the other. It's not even just that his jab was on point. It was that Cody had negative head movement. Yeah. I think Cody, he looked like, uh, even though, again, 
I was not sober while watching the fights, and I need to. Re- <laughs> and I was. We were not even in our normal studio watching the fights. Uh, I just forgot I was wearing sunglasses too for episode four twenty sixty nine. That's that's what what the vibe we're in right Soup's now. Super cool, babe. Uh, Garbrandt, man, he, you know he's with Mark Henry, so he's new new coach, new team in New Jersey, and I think it's just going to take him a little bit of time to figure out how to not go crazy full Billy Dean and brawl. Uh, and he didn't brawl to his point against Rob right. Font. Maybe he, he needed to resort to it, but no. I'm happy that he stuck with the plan for once, even though it was a loss. And, uh, you know, I hope he's still okay and can still develop and still string together a bunch of wins. Absolutely. He is still a young man, too. So looking forward to this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, which I totally forgot it was Memorial Day weekend until Jennifer texted me. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's crazy. Because our weekend started last summer. So I was like, ugh, whatever, Memorial Day. Our summer started last weekend. Summer. What did <laughs> I say, weekend? Yeah, our weekend started last summer. <laughs> I mean, that's true, too. Um, Because I suppose because weekend. it's Memorial Day weekend, there's no PFL, there's no Bellator, and there's no UFC. How sad. How sad. Like, one of those promotions that could have had an event... And it would have been probably pretty decently watched since it was the only one. So I'd probably say for the past four years, yeah, let's just say four years, I haven't given a crap about any sport except for fighting. I really haven't. But the Knicks are back in the playoffs. Okay, and okay. I'm excited for NBA playoffs this weekend because I got I to gotta be excited about something. True that. Super exciting. So... Yes, watch the Knicks, but they've only had one game so far. And they lost. And they lost. You know, whatever. All good. Um, also, it's we're going full out. It's it's a big episode. Season four, episode 20, episode 69 overall in Holding Hands of Throwing Fists uh, history. We're off next week, too. We are. Yeah. All the major podcasts <laughs> are taking off. Hell yeah. That includes us. You'll hear other podcasters say, we never miss a week ever. Not us. Get a life. <laughs> yeah, man. Sheesh. Have fun. Go to the fucking beach. Calm down. <laughs> God. And that was the other thing. Oh, yeah. Season five. You better believe you're going to get the best Olympics coverage in the whole world from holding hands and throwing Ooh. fists. Ooh. I'm planning to get Instagram telling me, hey, you can't use the five rings. They're copyrighted. You can't just make all the five rings blue and green and make put a little heart and hands over it and make it the holding hands during fist logo. Genius. Five holding hands during fist logos all over each other Genius. in your face. Take that, Olympics. I'm excited. All right. I know you're excited, but let's stick with the present right now. All right. Top three. Nice shirt. You uh, on vacation? <laughs> Top three of the week is not brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. Mm-mm. I drank dozens of Bud Light Seltzers this weekend and had to pay for them out of my own pocket or at least share the cost with my friends. Disgusting. So here, we'll go to the top three. Um, number one, I, I'm going to talk I'm gonna talk about Valerie Lerdo. Valerie Lerdo. Laredo. Laredo. Lerdo. Valerie. Val. There we go. Um, okay, so what's her deal? She fights in Bellator, and she is a uh, social media darling. Is that what we'll call her? Okay. Kind of. Um, she is a very attractive, I would say, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, woman. 
and she, a young woman, I think she's only 22 or 23. Correct. And she flaunts it. So she does the uh, Instagram booty pics. And as a result, she has a pretty big following. Uh, but you know, she's, she trains legit. She grew up striking and stuff like that and uh, has grappling skills, although they are still developing. I guess that's a positive way to say it. That um, is. But she lost her first fight uh, this weekend. So uh, her record now is a three and one. And the Twitter hate, the amount of hate of people fucking spewing on Twitter towards her is ridiculous. I didn't see any. She, uh, during the fight, one thing that uh, people criticized her for, her corner man was telling her, stop the stupid shit because she was doing stupid shit in the fight. And the corner man told her that. So people got mad at that, which is like... uh, when are we critiquing cornerman advice? Like, you, there's so many other opportunities. But like, wait, what are you critiquing? Yeah. Because the Twitter assholes are like, stop all the spinning shit. Her cornerman tells her that. So yeah. You should be happy with his advice. It's good advice. It's good advice. We've definitely heard worse advice in the corners. For sure. <laughs> like people getting beat up and then they're like, yeah, we won that round. Like, I love that her cornerman <laughs> said, stop the sh- stupid shit. Uh, and then, so she lost because, uh, did she actually lose from tapping? She basically broke her arm in an arm bar. Uh, I'm not sure if that's actually what caused the official loss, but she broke her arm. It's in a cast. She freaking... Uh, <laughs> She got even more uh, Twitter hate because she posted uh, an uh, NSFW booty uh, shot with her arm. <laughs> oh, it wasn't broken. It was torn ligaments. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I, I missed that part of the notes. Um, but it was all wrapped up. And then she also just had a video where she was thanking all her fans and being like, that was awesome. I feel like a real fighter now. Like, I... You know, I, I I was tested and my arm got fucked up, but I still stayed in there mentally. Hensel Gracie literally said the same thing. Hensel Gracie's arm broke bad Eesh. when he fought in Pride, and he's like, "That was the best day of my life." Because given a choice of tapping or not, which is like, especially for Gracies, right, is like a big thing. Like you don't tap to anything. Period. He he chose the way of the warrior and didn't tap. Same people on MMA Twitter who repost that whenever uh, they want to act like a tough guy yeah. see Valerie Lordeau say the same thing except in a bikini and actually looking way better than Henzo does, although Henzo looks pretty handsome for a man <laughs> of his age. No disrespect, Master Henzo, please. Um, but you know, I, I, I would va- I would rather like a picture a picture a picture of Valerie more than like a picture of you. Anyway, it's my roundabout way of saying MMA Twitter, go fuck yourself. Seriously, you're all ugly. You're just jealous because she's pretty and For real. talented. I just want to add before we move to number two, she has a fantastic attitude to, toward all her haters. Like when people were making fun of that when they thought her arm was broken she posted a booty pic holding up her arm in the cast like go fuck yourself yeah someone tweeted at her don't try so much spinning shit next time and she responded but it's fun laughing my ass off (laughs) like she just lets it roll off of her pretty back and good for her yeah the youngins know how to deal with all that stuff exactly Speaking of Twitter, for number two, even though Cody Garbrandt lost, there was some (laughs) fun Twitter action involving him, and I actually saw it. I never see Twitter action. So the first thing was after his loss, Jake (laughs) Paul. Did did somebody print out the tweets and then put them in an envelope and mail them to you? (laughs) Is that how you saw them? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, secret fan. (laughs) Jake Paul tried to 
troll Cody by tweeting, what's worse, Cody losing or him not being able to ride roller coasters due to height requirements? Chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. Because he is on the shorter side. He, he fights at 135, right? Yeah. Cody immediately responded with roller coaster these nuts. <laughs> and an That's emoji classic. of a nut. <laughs> That's classic. It That's is great. so classic. <laughs> like, you don't deserve a cool response. You are so fucking lame. Can I intro the next part? Please. So I've been trying to get us to do a segment called uh, You Read Tweets, right? But now I just want it to be you because i'm not using your name on the podcast <laughs> read peter yan's tweets yeah it's just gonna be all about his tweets because he's a, the freaking scariest russian right now in the, the ufc and uh his tweets read like that too so, yeah come on ivan drago <laughs> let's go give it to us <laughs> so after cody's loss again Piotr Jan tweeted, I don't know what else did you expected. Being calm, not going to compensate all of Cody's technical flaws. I wish him to bounce back, though, because I still want to kick his ass in the future. And don't worry, Rob. So Rob Font one, remember? One day I will fuck you up, too. I have other business to handle now. <laughs> Season four, episode twenty, episode sixty-nine. Way to go, way to go, Jan! Uh, I love it. Thank God we're just doing the top three because I think I would pass out right now if we, at this pace if we were going I, to. The top I don't know five. why I held that up to my ear that time. <laughs> just to make sure it just works. Make sure you could hear it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, rounding out the top three, Paul Felder. UFC lightweight contender and commentator and all-around good guy retired live on the broadcast this Saturday. Retires at 37 years young. Um, he went out and said, I'm not going to be that guy. I won't be the guy that finishes past his expiration date, and I think it's here. I think it's, it's a touch early, but I'd rather be a touch early than a touch late. In the words of the great Tom Nickel, who really guided me a lot in life, he goes, there's nothing better in the universe that I appreciate than, than good timing. Mm. So, Paul Felder, kudos to you on a great career and great timing. And know what's up? You got so many things to, so many things to do. He uh, was a, um, what did you call it, drama major, mm-hmm. major in drama in college. And he's working in, you know, entertainment it's freaking great he's working for the ufc he's got that amazing gig and uh he was talking about how he could could not miss the way that i am like i want to go train jujitsu as much as i can that's the part of my life that i'm just addicted to it he would not miss an mma session at all and his mom told him that like he would just every time they went on vacation he'd had to find a gym to go hit pads and go do this stuff and he just hasn't been doing it he just hasn't wanted to really do it and he's been getting really addicted to triathlon stuff so it's not like he's just gonna sit on the couch and eat peanuts and uh or whatever peanuts is actually not that bad yeah um, <laughs> donuts his other addiction it's because i'm looking at the notes and i see these nuts over here still from cody <laughs> Um, so Paul Felder doing the damn thing. Uh, I know, you know, I'm sad. I'm, I'm a, sad I'm a little sad, but I am more happy than sad because his sentiment about being a touch early rather than a touch late is something that I wish more fighters, <coughs> cowboy, <coughs> took to heart. Like, I don't understand the like going out on a win or... Or whatever reason you stick around because it's part of your life. Like... Not just Paul Felder, not just Cowboy. 
most fighters actually do have lives outside of the octagon like real ways to support themselves they've set themselves up in pretty decent ways so sticking around is it just is sad for everyone involved yeah it's hard it's hard i can see people tripping up about it uh he actually straight up dropped names too he did say uh cowboy yeah. and diego and i'm like all right bro you're, you're gonna have to see these guys but you know whatever that's that's on you yeah i'm sure he <laughs> feels um hold on let me make sure um you know, I'm sure he feels that he could back it up and that he has the, the relationship with them to tell them. And right. it's also the truth, honestly, right. you know. Uh, Paul Felder is also just one of the quickest guys. That's what I really appreciate him. He's really freaking funny on Twitter, on the broadcast when he's with Bisping, which is like a freaking party. I think that's yeah. my favorite commentating. I know. They Felder, really Bisping, and the other guy. Fitzgerald? <coughs> uh, yes. Thank you. Um, they just have a freaking party all the time. Look at some... Uh, so. A couple weeks ago, you remember Diego Sanchez's uh, weird guru coach, uh, kind of like in a production prep meeting, all was right. coming at all the commentators, and Paul Felder. Everybody was quiet at first, and Paul Felder was like, "Dude, what the fuck are you talking about?" Which was an awesome, just like in the moment, standing up for yourself and your team, which is which was amazing. Uh, and then this tweet, uh, we told you about it last year, but it went viral again where uh someone some freaking troll on uh twitter said stay retired paul you're a better commentator than fighter paul replied back does it make you feel good saying that now would you say that to my face man to man the twitter troll replied back nope you'd kick my ass that's why i said it on twitter (laughs) paul felder replies back fair enough (laughs) so super good also uh conor mcgregor tweeted something i don't have it pulled up but he said something to the uh extent of congratulations on a great career Paul Felder, you're the Irish Dragon, you know, amazing. So Paul Felder, this is the backstory of that. Paul Felder is Irish, but like Philly Irish, right? right. Not like Conor McGregor Irish or uh, <clears throat> you Irish, you know. Thanks. Yeah, I was going to say your name, but it just rolls off the tongue. It's hard to. I know hold it, it does. Back. Yeah, it really does. Um, so <laughs> when there were po- where there were talks of possible Conor McGregor versus Paul Felder fights mm-hmm. uh conor mcgregor was like he's not even irish the 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 felders were a germanic clan that's what he exactly said <laughs> so connor tweets him congratulations on your retirement and all this stuff and then paul felder tweets back donka shane <laughs> <laughs> which is great but also was because he is a class act was also like good luck on camp hope you're doing well and congratulations on the newborn son which uh connor i think we said it like yes, last we week did. or two weeks ago uh had his third child with his partner d and then last of all I just want to say, Paul Felder, you've had great fights. I want to take the opportunity this week to rewatch some of them. And I got to say one thing on behalf of Holding Hands and Throwing Fists. You beat fucking Dan Hooker. No okay? doubt about it. No doubt about it. And uh, he took his gloves off after that fight. And we were so concerned that he was going to retire then. But he took the time to really think about it. Mm-hmm. So, Paul, you're the man. I hope I meet you one day and that we can have a drink. Mm-hmm. Some... What kind of beer did he say he liked? High alcohol content beer? <laughs> yeah, because he, he did a little press conference after and he was talking about how he just wants Usado off his nuts. He was like, they came two times, uh, basically two Fridays in a row. They came late Friday night. And he's like, you're lucky I wasn't, I wasn't half in the bag already. Yeah. He's like, you're going to find nothing in my urine except for strong Belgian beer. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, babe. Any reflections on uh, the season? Or are we just going to move on to uh, season five? How crazy is that? Season five. Wow. No, no reflections. Don't look back. 
Look forward. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by us. No? It's not written very clearly in the notes for you. You fuck face. Take off your fucking sunglasses. Hold on. This episode was brought to you by... Oh, our Point Pleasant crew. For such a pleasant time. <laughs>